Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part. I mean, we're we're halfway. Thanks to the miracle of technology, we're halfway around the world. I know. With a with a near uncountable microsecond lag, <laughs> and I'm able to see your beautiful sunny face and and not grind too hard on the constant jealousy at your beautiful tan. Right. And I can tell you're sitting there with your your flowing hair in the high humid environment. That's very good for your skin. Yes. And you're getting to body surf every day. Mm -hmm. And just for the record. Sheru is probably the or one of the very best body surfers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Stri stripped of all clothing and technology, he will get barreled. And he will like, I've seen you like swirl upside down in the barrel. And we actually had a cool experience once where I got body surfing Darshan from you. <laughs> where we were at Little Beach and I was in the wave and Sheru was in the wave. And I, I'm sure you remember this. The waves were just perfect that day and they were mini barrels. Yep. And you had told me how you'd gotten barreled several times. And it just was clueless to me. Yeah. And then I was heading out and I looked over to my side and my back. So right now my back's facing the wave and I see you headed straight at me and you're just perfectly like your body is the surfboard and you're laughing and the barrel starts to barrel you. And then you just pass in front of me and I am also in, in enclosed in the exact same chamber room as I watch you screw uh, cruise by and corkscrew in front of me because you did. You went zoom and you yeah. do that thing where you spiral corkscrew through the wave. And it literally opened up something in my brain. And all of a sudden I could hand plane yeah. and and do uh, you know gymnastic acrobatic shit. It like opened up body <laughs> surfing. Just seeing you do that opened up body surfing in my mind in my yeah. mind. And that day I was able to get barreled. Yes. And and learn something that only the ones on the earth who ever have the good fortune to get barreled will ever know, which is the moment that the sound changes yeah. while you're surfing or body surfing a wave mm -hmm. from the sound you've always heard to this loud, silent enclosure yes, where all of a sudden you're in this chamber by yourself and it's you and the wave and that, that amazing sound that then dissolves and disappears into either escaping the wave or being crushed by the wave, which yep. is a sound again that we're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, and I just wanted to tell that story because it was just yeah. such a fun time to me to be so in that good. wave with you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do. And the nice. spot, just like five minutes from my house, has barrels all day, so it's it's the best. <laughs> what part of Kauai are you on, bro? <laughs> right, just the east side, the Kapaa. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have a really good friend who is a musician that I'd like to introduce you to over there if you're uh, if you ever need one more friend. Okay. Sure. Um, his name's Todd Walker. Okay. He's a DJ at KKC. KKC, and there's another letter after that. Cool. Um, he's on that eastern big city there, too. Mm -hmm. Is that where you are? Yeah. What's that city called? Kapa'a. That's the one, yeah. yeah. So he's in Kapa'a. Okay, cool. He's a badass bass player, songwriter, singer, multi-instrumentalist. He jams with Bill Kreutzmann of the Grateful Dead. Nice. Him and this uh, guitar player, Cat and Bill Kreutzmann, do little. They do live shows around Kauai there. Cool. Uh, so his name's Todd Walker, and I'll I'll link you with him. Uh, awesome. Off the. Uh, I gotta write a couple. Notes. I'm gonna write a couple notes while we're talking because I also want to make sure to get that link to your um, yeah. SoundCloud on the podcast for everybody. Totally. Yeah, and um, I'm not stopping DJing. It's 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 really interesting. It's kind of like this split personality I have that's like slowly coming together right uh -huh. it's like what doing these like vedic sacred things and then playing music for for the strip pole you know like it's <laughs> it's, it's it's all really the same thing exactly 
It is. You know about the the Nagababas, yeah? Uh, yeah. Right. Not... So Nagababas are Shiva Babas. Right. And and their whole uh, perspective. So they to become one, you need to go to one of the Gats. The Gats G H A T are places. Um, yeah. Where human bodies are processed. I, w- I after... was there right before the pandemic, actually. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I want to hear about that. But so, so the Nagababas they have to harvest a skull from the Ghats, which yep. is where bodies are processed post death by families, or or if there's nobody, you know, uh, religious spiritual folks will process them. They have to make a bowl that becomes their only possession that they're making bowl, mm-hmm. and and they have to eat whatever's in the bowl. And they're known for eating crazy shit like you know human bodies and and, and right. all manner of trash as well as any drugs that they're offered. And their whole precept is that um, everything is Shiva or everything is the undifferentiated undifferentiated universe and so nothing is profane and therefore yep. everything is sacred and they yeah. learn to try to uh embrace everything as shiva and, and so um only saying that that speaks to your perspective of doing both of these things and how they are both actually totally you know elements of the same thing yeah and 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 i, I and like really adam was saying like, for me. i get the nagababas and i'm a hell yes to that but i just have like a, a quick appendix to like since everything Shiva, I'm gonna like eat really good food and have really amazing experiences because that's also equally yeah um, equally the same, right? If everything's the same, then why don't right. we choose the why drink your play? piss? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for for some summing it up so succinctly. So you were at the Ghats in Varanasi or somewhere yeah. else Varanasi. in Varanasi, which is like the big, the most that's the most sacred Ghats in the in, uh, of the Hindu religion yeah. on the Ganges River. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right and up in the up in the Himalayas a bit or no? no? It's Down. it's it's south of that. It's right where it's at the beginning of the plain, right? Yeah, is that what it is? I think so. Like right when the when the river comes down from the mountains, like the beginning of the plain. Well, that would be like Rishikesh is way up. Okay, further. you're right. Yes, sir. Now I get you. Okay. Yeah, and it's more just the Ganges goes really far all the way. To it's crazy how the the, the Ganges, the Yellow River, the Yangtze, and there's like. Every river you can think of in East Asia all come from that little spot of Tibet and Nepal. Yeah. I, I watched a little hydrological video on YouTube, not to digress mm-hmm. too much, but it was just so cool. And each one of them goes so far out to the ocean in a different direction. They they radiate out from like northeast all the way down to southeast. Yeah. It's like bam, 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 bam. I went so to the you, spot where they converge too, where the Kumbh Mela happens. Wow. Is that, and that's some that? crazy fucking energy because you're like, what? Like... You can just feel this is like the biggest gathering of humans. 20 million plus, right? That's ever happened. You know what I mean? In wow, recorded yeah. history. And so Where's just that? being there is just like, um, Alabad or like Priya Graj is what it's called now. Okay. Like they took okay. the name back from the Muslims and made it um, oh. Hindu again. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So That's, you were in Varanasi. Were you going for a, just a vacation or were you going for a Well, there's a friend. Pilgrimage? Um, uh, his name's Virag Tripathi, and he came to Nevada City. He, he married uh, somebody that was from the Nevada City area. And okay. so he comes from like a 500-year-plus lineage of like fire ritualists or pujaris. And so, oh, I remember hearing about this guy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so I just came to Varanasi first because I'm a crazy Shiva guy, you know, just like let's go yeah. straight to the death realm, you know? Like, <laughs> That's where it is, yeah. Yeah. Right. And um and his village is just like a f- like a few hours away from that. Okay. And so I got to just experience kind of like authentic 
like India, like all the women wore, wore veils and you like touched the feet of the elders and it was just like really compressed, fundamentalist, like <laughs> wow, Vedic. Yeah. And after two weeks, I was like, okay, this is great, but I'm not like that. <laughs> like, get me to Goa. Right, like, right, I want to hang right. out with, you know. Right, like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like this is a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> give me, yeah. But this would like a little less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It just feel, feeling out of place. Like, I don't belong okay. here, you know. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. But it took, I hadn't gone to India the whole time of this like 20 years of like India stuff wow. up until okay. 2020. And this was 2020? Right before and the pandemic. And then when you were in the, oh, you got out before the pandemic. No, I got, I was there during it. Oh, for, yeah. oh, that's right. You were, that's I when was, you went out to Goa. Yeah. I was like, I was, but I was having a great time. I was um, with Prashanti and just before it broke out, the pandemic, we're like, let's do a course about restorative cleansing you know wow and okay. then it broke out and we're like yes let's go we're, we just did a full thing about uh the navratri which is uh, a nine day kind of ritual that happens and prashanti's so cool he's done like 30 years of observing it and seeing kind of more of like the scientific codes within the myths you wow. know and uh-huh. like he compares he studies like bioscience to kind of confirm and all the the different myths and the different superstitions and uh-huh. why they thought why they would teach this why would they would you know have myths about it and to be able to uh-huh. confirm that in science so we did a whole course uh-huh. about this nine day restorative cleanse online yeah okay good link to that too <laughs> okay yeah please like all the uh all the things all the links because underneath each podcast i like to give each person a really good chunk of space to link anything that they're interested in or that, you know, folks that watch may sure. be interested in. Because that's really the thing we're trying to do is yep. have the talk, model some amazing talks, get some real cool information out there, provide a little bit of entertainment. But then I really like the idea of, of allowing people to dig deeper and really providing information you know, of value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the pandemic, I think it'd be really cool to bring up is that my other teacher that I've been studying with um, since... 2013, I guess. He actually is on recording in 2016 predicting the pandemic. Um, Through the Vedic astrology? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so how'd that happen? Um, wh- what do you mean? Like, or how did he uh, predict just, it? Like, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he saw that the configuration was really similar to the Spanish flu. And he just kind of saw the pieces of the of astrology? It, of the astrology. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so he just saw the pieces and, and then like on the record, he gives like a yearly uh, kind of talk about what's going to happen in the world. And he's been doing it for over a decade. And so like in 2000, he's like, well, t- 2020 January looks like possibly a global pandemic, you know? And everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny. You know, like, <laughs> he's like, don't worry. It's just a cycle. You know, everything will be okay. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I was sitting back. Just being like, right, you know, like wow, of right, like oh shit, yeah. But he 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 had always not necessarily because you don't want to talk about like there's going to be a pandemic because you know you could be wrong a lot of the times with your predictions. Yeah. But he was always talking about 2020 since I was studying with him. Wow. And because and his teacher saw it too is like this period of like the loss of dharma or like the loss of like right action. You could say, 
Yeah. It seems like where we're at right now. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> right. And so I've, so the whole time I've just been like watching the different astrological omens and watching it track what's going on with the pandemic. So okay. people are like, when's it going to be over? Right. Well, like <laughs> um, April this year is when it really comes back in a big way, but it doesn't really fully kind of get to the new normal, whatever the hell you want to call it till like January, February, 23, <sighs> you know, there's going to be one more dip, right? Um, next, thanks, next, bro. Next, well, this be, it's good to know because you're this, cause oh, after I'm just three, totally being a fucker, bro. Right. You know, it's cool. Three years 20... of it, you're like, fuck, like this is never going to end, right? So it's good to know that this third year will be the last, you know, like <laughs> great, great. Hey, 23 is my lucky number, too. So okay, that, that lines up for me. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but I can do another year of bullshit if I need to. And yeah. you know, it's it hasn't, I, in the grand scheme of things, it hasn't been as bad as it could possibly be in terms of of you know personal health or or even the health sure. of the majority of people around some people have really suffered i've seen some people with their parents or other people they knew have passed away it's fucking yeah. horrible um but at least it hasn't been an apocalypse and i think humanity especially at the beginning when we were all afraid a lot of people shined and there was no apocalypse there was no system-wide breakdown there was still everybody getting up and doing what they needed to do to keep the the marching band marching forward right I just appreciate about humanity and I'm always impressed by that. Yeah. And also it's just, you know, like a, everything is always balanced as well. So like a really dark void always has, you know, a really great value on the other side of it. And so, you know, this, it's almost, I see it as like a slingshot, like pulling back into this fucked up thing. And then it's like, gonna go you know the other way nice nice well maybe it's gonna maybe the the amount of of just bullshit we're going through might lead to hopefully some some reordering of of ethos and principles and maybe get together a little bit i mean it's what i've seen too it's kind of resolving the polarities in a way because they got so like each side keeps getting more and more split and the only way yeah. through is to see both sides right you know and so yeah. i don't know if humanity will ever kind of resolve into seeing both sides right but yeah it just allowed us to see <clears throat> um so much more that was going on to say the least <laughs> that's cool that's really cool but yeah wow so Oh yeah, this, it keeps going out. It's that's uh, the joy. I think it's the chickens, bro. I think that's those roosters messing it's with those roosters, signal, dude. Yeah, they're up on the roof, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that one's like all day long so, in Hawaii. Oh my god. Other than the Hawaii shows, not really anything planned. <clears throat> no. And but you're doing Vedic astrology online, right? <clears throat> yep. Right. So we'll have we'll have all the online links to that as well. Mm-hmm. And yep. and um. Man, that that Zoom, I I'm high again. I that that Zoom freezing up for a second really fucking threw me. Okay, <laughs> I'm new to this as well, so uh, yeah, bear with me. And I I do a lot of drugs, so it's really just uh, amazing that this is even on at all. Yeah, <laughs> and functioning in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, is there anything that you'd really like to um share? I think that uh, 
I really like where we've gone with this and there's some things I'd like to kind of order in my own mind and definitely do a follow up in, in the month or whenever <clears throat> really works for you because cool. I think that there's a, especially in the Hindu mythology and how it relates to physics and mm -hmm. as well as psychology, I'd really like to just have a continued kind of dive in on that because it's so endlessly fascinating to me. I think it'll be fascinating to other people and provide them with some tools and some perspectives to, that could be helpful yeah. to themselves as well. Right. Yeah. Um, what kind of what kind of music are you DJing right now? You know this really se <clears throat> really sexy stuff. Nice. Um, and is that all only on SoundCloud? Is there anywhere else to access your music? Uh, just SoundCloud for now. Okay. And yep. what's your SoundCloud? Uh, SoundCloud.com forward slash Sharu dash US. S H A R U dot dash S dash. Yeah. US. Cool. So that way people can access you right there. And, and I can't just, I can't just say enough about every right. single time you get on the dance floor, how just make ladies go wild and yeah. anywhere, you know, I think one of the things we'll see on the dance floor and, and should be reflect, really reflected in the rest of the earth, hopefully will be someday is that anywhere that women are safe and feel safe and feel comfortable and feel respected, then they are free to respect them, uh, to, to express themselves and express their agency and their joy. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else has a much better time. And there's so much more magic and fun yeah. in those situations. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure to mention something about that because that's something I've seen for the most part um, in gigs that you take. You tend to be hired by or take gigs that really have a, a very high vibe and high ethos for consent and respect for women. Yeah. And, and I just, with all of the stuff that goes on with the Republican Party trying to control women's body, Islamic fundamentalism, Hindu fundamentalism, and all of these very uh, misogynistic worldviews or practices, you know, I just I just wanted to really reiterate that message that where women feel safe and respected to express themselves and their agency and their joy and even their sexuality if they need, want to, but in no way do they need to, mm -hmm. in in those areas where they really feel safe and held. Magic is unleashed in, in their freedom and their, and their joy of expression and freedom. The vibe is just brought up so exponentially. Yeah. And I, th I think that's a clue to our world. And I think if we could create a world where women felt safe and protected, then much of the other problems that we had would kind of naturally order themselves. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that's what I, that's what I do is just because of like who I am and what I do, I could play that music, and the music that I play is, to a degree, uh, in my standards, like more tasteful. You know. Yep. Like, I a lot of music I do play tends to have a lot of misogyny in it, in some ways, but it's like within a certain container, it's kind of it's like giving people permission to like own that like sexy kind of like, you know, uh, masochistic side of themselves, right? <laughs> right, right. And I think we're still, especially because a lot of the music that is, is like real R&B and, and hip-hop heavy dance music that has that booty root chakra and, and just has hard-ass beats that make you want to make that face and just yeah. take over your body and make you go crazy, that culture is still undergoing a lot of transformation and and still searching in a lot of ways for the light and i think that we all do a little bit of glossing over some of the lyrics and some of these songs on the dance floor or elsewhere 
or just allowing, you know, because we understand they come from different cultural perspectives. And again, the beats are yeah. just so hard and sexy. But I, I know I am, and I'm sure we all are looking for something that at some point can be positively messaged and sexy as hell, but still hard and not cheesy. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that is just what a what a difficult path to try to, you know, that's like a razor's yeah. edge, right? Well, ultimately, it's like, I think we get off on it because it's not allowed in right. some ways, you know? And right, so it's like, we're sense. always trying to edit ourselves everywhere, right? right? But then this gives us permission to just be all of it, like to be the, right. the like dark parts, so to speak. That's you right. Know? Because that's, that's, beautiful. Us, that's us too, right? You're right. You're right. It's the, right. the left-hand path of the, the Nagababas, right? <laughs> and yes. the right hand coming together, it's saying, right hand saying, you can't be that. But it's like, but I am that. And so you have to create this devil in order to have this, this like saint. Right. But we're both. That's... We're both the devil and the saint. <clears throat> exactly. Fucking yep. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. For real. <clears throat> and so I'm just. Thank you for that. Yeah, I used to be sensitive to it more so. And just getting really tired of playing ecstatic dances because of it, you know? <laughs> right. That's almost like kind of, it's almost like it becomes like a Disneyland of, of, yeah. of, cura- of curated experience. And, right. And a lot just of Just like taboos. this ivory tower, you know, like this is yeah. now the correct PC thing. Right. And so then dry pussy dance floors, you know? <laughs> oh, nobody wants that. No one wants dude. that. <laughs> you know, you're all up here in this like, sacred realm and this is right and you're disowning that down there is sacred too uh yes and i think that's one of the biggest issues with the kind of the new age and and spiritual communities that they're still grappling with and i I message about a lot too you know it's like yeah a lot of times there's like celibacy bragging and you know what i mean and 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 what kind of bragging? bragging celibacy bragging oh yeah right and like and 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 projected messages of like semen retention and not that I'm against semen retention. I'm really into breath control and orgasmic control through breath and body control, mm-hmm. right? And down and down regulation of the nervous system responses and all kinds of stuff like that. Like totally mm-hmm. into it, but mm-hmm. but not that some sort of semen retention is going to win you some some afterlife, extend your life, or a spiritual prize. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not a competition of like who can't, you know, who can not come the most. Yeah. And 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 the cool thing is now, like medical science is is saying that you're supposed to have at least 21 orgasms a month as a man. Nice. Yeah, 21 orgasms a month is the kind of the baseline to reduce your prostate cancer risk by like 50%. Right on. Yeah, yeah. so like just start jacking off like crazy. <laughs> yeah. And do it inappropriately. And if you get caught by your roommates, be like, look, dude, this is a medical procedure. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. maybe don't do that. I started doing this, this thing called... Um, existential kink um <laughs> dude somebody oh somebody else was telling me about Nothing. psychedelic kink but yeah oh, like, what's, what's what's existential kink well it's like all the the things that you're like dis disowning in your life like you're unconscious and they keep happening right your unconscious is actually like desiring that right so it's the same thing where you allow yourself to get off on the things that um, you're not supposed to get off on, right? So it's like if you have a, like a fear of public speaking or something, right? Right, right. You would go into those situations, right? And do this meditation to like get right. off 
on or or like rejection you get like you keep getting cheated on or rejected by a partner it's like a part of you is desiring that otherwise okay. it wouldn't keep happening right right so right. if you like actually bring that conscious and consciously like get off on it right you're allowing the other side of you to to, to exist <laughs> that's hilarious dude. yeah i like it yeah i like it nice it's pretty nice. cool Nice. That almost sounds like a workshop right there. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be a free LIB ticket, bro. I think you just hit it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, are you making plans to come over to the mainland for festivals or tours or anything like that no, this year? You still kind of I mean, you know, I'm I'm just kind of bored of this yeah. the festival thing. I get it. You know? I mean, yeah. it's fun, but I I've had that experience. You know, right. lots of times. Right. Yeah. And I, I'd rather do it. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I'm just not, it's just not doing it for me anymore. You know, as much. I got you. Yeah. So are you planning, are you planning on staying mostly on, on the islands for the, for the foreseeable time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Poor. Nice. Yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll come back whenever, like okay. whatever events and stuff. Word. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not pining to like, to play a, f a festival these days, you know? I've been having the kind of the same feeling where I'm just really into focusing on the mission right now. Exactly. And I think I've really, I've hit an age too where I just have been, I've been counting off, uh, you know, lucky amounts of possible years alive. And then, but then out of that, like what amount of those would even be productive? Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's really a fire burning under my ass and there's things I got to do. So exactly. Same. I'm feeling the same thing, just <laughs> focusing, refinement, further refinement. Yeah. Like that's really the most important thing to me. I think it's great, you know, to go and have a bunch of fun at a festival, you know, yeah. but I'm not going to make it like an ambition right now. More, totally. more of just like kind of like general health to just go and have a great time with a bunch of people. Word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Are you, are you going to anything like that? Uh, we might go to LIB because Tristan's teaching. Oh, cool. But I'm kind of the same way. Like I've, I've just, I've reached kind of the similar point with almost everything where I'm like, if I have to go do it, I will gladly. And if I don't, I can just chill at my house. I, there's something about me that a long time ago, I just discovered a part of myself that really thrives and enjoys routine. And so the more I can wake up and eat the exact same thing as the day before mm. and then have my coffee and then kind of do something similar and, and you know, and, and do my, whatever I'm doing around the studio or around the house or writing or design, you know, like mm -hmm. art or whatever, mm -hmm. practicing music. Yes. And then, you know, <clears throat> one of four different things to five different things for lunch. Mm -hmm. And then some more work on myself, hang out with the family, make sure to work out, take the dogs for a walk, hang out my, with my wife as well. Yeah. And then one of, you know, maybe 20 different uh, selections yeah. from uh, the local restaurant <laughs> to set up for dinner. And then I'm good. And, yeah. and I actually love that. I'm, I'm kind of like a shut-in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's all about. I'm, I'm actually putting together like my first course actually on, on this. It's like, what do you love to do the most? You know? And, uh -huh. that, and that's like always going to increase your value and your well-being. You know? And right. to just really figure out what that thing is that you do that you'll you'll be willing to embrace challenge and support equally for right right yes and something that right you do every day like intrinsically you know 
And yep. so like with the Vedic astrology, it's like kind of helps you understand that you can fully own like this is what you do and who you are, you know, if you need right. that help. Right. Right. But ultimately, it's just the science of whatever you you love to do the most. That's your God. That's your religion. You know, nice. that's beautiful. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because that's what's going to give you the most focus. You're going to be the most reliable. You're going to have the most energy doing it. You're going to have the most to give to people. Right. That's what I was just thinking. Yeah. You know, 100 percent. You're you're that's what you love. And so you do what you love and you care enough, enough about other people to find out what they love. Right. Too, and where the two join, that's that's your godhead, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. can feel that. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um yeah, figuring that out is the most important thing. I think that's been one of the most important things for kind of most people and and most people I interact with is in any way, you know, even if it's just uh, sharing some kindnesses, finding ways to yes. And I found that that's kind of one of the things, one of the reasons I like to go to festivals, but I've just taken that into my everyday life in, mm. in pretty much all situations is I will just go for it and kind of make myself the clown so that other people can can then see like, oh, that guy can do that. Like I can just give my yes to whatever I'm into. Right. Because I really, I really like to feel like and be a force for other people to say yes mm -hmm. to their joys, right? Yeah. Have you ever gotten into Aleister Crowley at all? Yeah, actually. Um, so do you know about his... That's the first and last tarot deck I'm, I've always wow. used. Yeah. Okay, so you know his saying, do what that wilt is the whole of the law? Yep. Right, so that's not, and I, you probably know this, but that's not the full saying. It was abridged in order to make him look, you know, licentious and demonic. But the, the saying is, do what thou will, wilt is the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. And so yep. what that actually means yep. is do the thing that your heart wills you to do. Yeah. Because that is why you were put here. Right. And with and that second line, everything comes into focus. Exactly. And that's, it's just, that's your meaning. That's your purpose. Yes. Yes. You know? I, and, totally. That's um, what made me think of that. That's what made me think of that quote because it's really exactly what you're describing. Yeah. And what, you know? Just such yeah. a simple message, and it's so crazy how many people love Aleister Crowley and completely misunderstand him and misinterpret his teachings and how many people hate him for the yeah. same reason. And how upon reading, you know, some of his stuff is bombastic. Some of it he was fucking high on drugs and just going for it. Yeah. But the majority of his stuff that I've read, he really seems like just one of us, like a guy who's awake and aware and doing yoga and smoking weed and maybe smoking some opium and mm -hmm. having some really deep experiences and... Mm -hmm. and gaining some fuller understandings of, of, you know, occult principles, which are really maybe mathematic, energetic principles of how the world works. Exactly. Yeah. And so just studying this kind of these universal principles and it's just so cool. Every time I'm able to like, Oh, like get even more understanding of what the Vedic astrology does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, how those codes are in there, right? Um, right. Already, and so it's just like, oh, thank God that I've been learning this way to be able to see what people love to do the most, right? Wow. And be yeah. able to see that so that they can confirm and affirm it instead of all the subconscious shoulds and have tos that get in the way. Right. You know. I've it's got a so question cool. for you. Yeah. Should I keep doing this podcast? 
Yeah. Do you want to check my chart? <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes, but um, have you, I just want to say real quick about Crowley. Have you seen uh -huh. the two season uh, show called Strange Angel? No. Oh, shit. So good. He like, what's it on? Jack Parsons that invented yeah, rocket yeah. propulsion. So what, what uh, network is this on? Uh, I forget. Okay, don't worry about it. Go ahead, Jack Parsons. I know this, but I want you to tell yeah. the story out. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, but um, Jack Parsons he, worked he at working, JPL. He was l living the principles of Crowley, and just kept and, and working going. and working at JPL Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Well, JP, and was Jack one of their. Parsons. Oh no! Shit, Jack Parsons Lab. No, no, yeah. no, no. JPL is Jet Propulsion Laboratories. Oh right, right, right. But that is yeah. But that but was that was, in, that was in what it. a what a trippy synchronicity. Yeah, because that's where he was working. Was it JPL? Which I bet he was telling everybody it was actually Jack Parsons Labs. I would if I worked there. Yeah, well, but he so he was, it. It he's was a, because of him. Crazy. Yeah. No, you should watch it. It's it's just like wow. fucking really. So cool. so he was one of the or the preeminent rocket scientists of his time. Yep. And he was uh, part of uh, the Order of the Golden Dawn, or he was working at the Lima, or yeah, one of these he organizations. In, he was with in Crowley. communication with Crowley, even supposedly. Well, yeah. and then a, a, at one point, wasn't Crowley supposed to have sex with his wife to have the moon child? I believe. Oh. I that wasn't in the show. I don't know. Yeah. So <clears throat> wow. Him and Crowley at, had gotten together. They were doing all kinds of sweet, freaky shit. And he was supposed to have Crowley was supposed to have ritual sex with his wife at this certain phase of the thing <clears throat> to have this uh, moon child. Whoa. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It, but that it's you know it's it's a show, but it it's pretty cool um, to just see because if you know like what we know about that universal principle. It's just cool uh -huh. to see, you know, against... They're kind of detailing out the philosophy in the show sometimes. Yeah, or, totally. or, or as the show Fully. goes along, I mean. And like kind of against the backdrop of, you know, Christianity and pushing away. Right. You know, and the, like, and the 50, wasn't it the 50s? Yeah. The fifties. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. so like the banality and like that enforced, like, like American new technocratic Christian fundamentalism. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool stuff. Um, that is trippy. What were you saying before that? You were about to get on to something? <laughs> Forget. <laughs> I was talking about Alex Alistair Crowley. He's awesome. And then you were saying uh, Jack Parsons. Right. That was just a whole crazy moment of history. Yeah. And then, yeah, you were just talking about how um, giving permission, people permission to say yes to what they really Yes. We're put here on earth to do. And, and, and so I was just vibing. I wanted with to that, say, like, with, with that so much. Everybody's all. It's really. Go ahead. Everybody's, all what? everybody's that. all what? Um, You're saying, well, the zoom went out, but you're saying that you're resonating with. You. What? That was it. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like what you say about what to say yes to, because that's something as well. Um, like, how can you know? Like everybody's into this boundary stuff, like boundary work, right? Okay. But yes. Right, but how can you know what your boundaries are if you don't know what you love to do the most? If you're not certain about like who you are and your authentic identity is, right? Right. And you right. don't know what to say yes to or no to that way, right? And then so all your relationships to that within yourself is going to be reflected by everybody else out there that you're relating to, you know, trying to bring you back into 
being yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you'll get all sorts of feedback of, um, you know, if it's not defined, then you're going to be in this kind of empathic role and blaming the evil narcissist for, you know, for like right. doing, doing their thing. But the right. narcissist is just like, this is what my yes is. Let's go. You know, and narcissist is like a bad word, but I feel like half of ourselves is narcissistic and the other half is altruistic. I you think know? that we, we need to, by the definition of our ego, have some narcissistic traits. Well, half I of just us think is. that well, the thing. So when I would read the, the DSM four, right? The DSM five, uh-huh. which is the diagnostic manual of, it's basically like the manual of mental illness for psychotherapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. Uh huh. And I would read that and be like, damn, dude, I'm all of these. This is fucked. But then when I talked to like my psychologist friends, they're like, no, 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 no. Like we're all, all of these. Yes. It's just, if you become so much one of them that it begins to interfere negatively with your life and make, and, or make you a malignant force in the world, then you have the disease. Right. Right. Otherwise yeah. you just have the same traits that all human beings have, but it's exactly. really in the, it's in the spontaneous outward expression of those traits where you become mentally ill and or you know whole etc exactly yeah yep. yeah yeah so i think nurse but because i've seen some bad narcissists bro sure but then i've seen like when when you read just what narcissist narcissism is you see it in in nearly everybody but also like we have to be concerned with our own welfare or how are we going to eat and then procreate which is our main mission as biological entities yeah I propose yeah. yep yeah and i feel like People are narcissistic about being empathic, you know, honestly. Getcha. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And like playing yeah. that thing, but it's like, they're not owning who they are and doing what they're doing, you know, or what, right. So and it so then makes you reactionary to the entire world. What was that? It just makes you reactionary to the world because you're not <clears throat> plotting your own course. So now you're waiting to be pulled and pushed by forces outside of yourself. And, exactly. And, and that can make you uh, pray. Right. Is that what you're Yeah, and say? the amount that you're not owning yourself is the amount that you attract somebody that much more narcissistic to balance you out. Wow. You know? Wow, yeah, that's trippy, but yeah. It is. And, and so, yeah, I've, I've just been doing this work with people. Um, this, like, breakthrough work and helping people, not just that, but, like, really own that, like, unconscious part of themselves. And Right. And having this like identity, like, oh, this is the righteous thing to do. Um, but actually just staying in that loop and not really ever, ever like going forward and developing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool stuff. <laughs> really is. Really is. I think uh, we've been going for about two hours. Yeah. Hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I think, I think we can do, we can kind of wind it down a little bit. Um, okay. The only problem I've really even had so far with recording any of these podcasts is I'm talking either to friends that I find incredibly interesting or new newer folks and friends that I find incredibly interesting and I could just talk for 6 hours straight. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to trying to keep them kind of concise like around 2 hours, you know, hour and a half out 2 hours. Mm -hmm. And and then we can just keep the cool thing is I'm getting the whole thing set up and we can just keep dipping in. Great. And then uh you know, if we pick up enough traction, I'll have to come to Hawaii and do some mobile mobile interviews yeah. from the beach <laughs> i mean that's that's really like my ultimate thing is doing uh like transformative retreats you know wow. yeah um 
more Definitely. like where we yeah. do where we do the work we do whether it's whatever to give us that like view right that sudarshan uh -huh. <laughs> whether it's the breath work the yoga psychedelics whatever and then doing that work and in, in integrating but then having the freaking dance party afterwards uh yeah sign me up i'm in yeah that sounds really that sounds really fun that's that's like my thing fully right fully and always has been like that's been that's my vision. badass yeah. So are you put you're pushing towards getting that together in Maui somewhere yeah. or, or, yeah. or in um, Hawaii? I'm looking for places in Maui now and looking to like stay there. And then once I get there, then it's like, okay, let's start planning these workshops. I can link you with Super Johnny. Of course. Yeah. And Kenny's over at his house right now. Okay, great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So I can link you up over there. He's got acres and um, I think Ken's doing like a work trade. You know, like he does a couple few hours of like helping mow the lawn and that kind of shit. Oh, fun. Johnny lives in Haiku and it's just like attack of the cane grass and attack of the, you know, the different crazy vine bushes and shit like every day. Yeah. His grass grows is oh, I forgot, man. It's like more than an inch a day. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. It grows like like an inch and a quarter a day. The grass. Wow. Yeah. So like it's a for real battle. Like, if, you <laughs> left it, if you left it for a month, it would just be like it'd be done. It'd, it'd be over. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, um, you want, so let's give out some uh, some quick links. So your SoundCloud was soundcloud.com forward slash Sharu, S-H-A-R-U, mm -hmm. dash, yep, U.S. US. Mm -hmm. And then do you have uh, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, or any other social media links that you would like to offer for folks yeah. to connect with you? Um, and also maybe um, right before you throw out the links, um, are you doing readings? What are the things, what are the services you're offering? So you can just kind of give that. If anybody is interested, please reach out to my brother, Sharu. Yeah, definitely doing readings. Um, okay. Doing it all the time, the last since 2012, 2013. Wow. Um, so yeah, Instagram is Sharude Boy. <laughs> um, S H A R U dot D E B W O Y. Okay. And um, <clears throat> website is Vedic Astro Yoga. V E D okay. I C astroyoga.com. Okay. Yeah. And um I think that's it. Well, what beach what what beach is the one that your body surfing at? Uh Kalia. Okay, so yeah, also appearing at Kalia Beach. Yes, yes. Kauai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll be playing at Petting Zoo at the Big Island this weekend. Woo! Yeah, nice. and then I can I can't guarantee I'll get it out before get this out by then okay yeah yeah, yeah but, right and then i'll, well, for I'll sure. be yeah i'll be djing at maui a lot too. please post pics on your instagram from petting zoo i'd like to see how okay it goes. okay cool. excellent <laughs> um thank you so much sharu for yeah. for coming on and, and taking the time to dive into this oh it's been so much fun and and i definitely would like to do a an ongoing series on you know anything you want to talk about in uh vedic astrology and and uh how it relates to our current times or even just more Hindu mythology, Hindu science, mm -hmm. uh, sweet songs you're into really anything you want to rap about. So okay. I'm definitely down to do this again. And I love that. Thank, thank you very much. Yes. I love you very much. Love you too. All right. Farewell. Thanks.